We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. I was talking with a principal last week, and she said, man, it would be great if I could work less than 60 hours. And I realize I've been keeping a secret from you. I do work less than 60 hours at work, and it's pretty awesome. I'd like to share that with you because it's so powerful. So if you go to transformativeprincipal.org slash idealweek, you can sign up for my mini course to figure out how you can shave a ton of time off of your work week. And I got to tell you, it's awesome. Emergencies are no longer emergencies. And being planful and mindful has changed the way I work. So go to transformativeprincipal.org slash ideal week and check it out. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I am really excited to have Karine Veldhone on the program today. She is fantastic. And we talked about something we did not plan on talking about, and that is how to have practices in place to make your year, day, month, week fantastic. And there were a ton of great resources that she mentioned that'll be on the show notes page at transformativeprincipal.org. So please go and check that out. Also, this is a really great podcast to share with someone who is overworked and just has a feels like they're always in emergency mode, as I know we principals often are. So please share this with a principal who is feeling overworked, and this will really help get them started on how to break those things down so that they can be not overworked and feel like they have the flexibility to do what they need to do. Thanks so much for listening, and here's the interview. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I am excited to have Karine Veldhone on the program today. She is the founder of Learn Forward that you can find at learnforward.ca. And Karine, thank you so much for being on the show today. And why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit to us uh, so that we can know who you are and what you do. Well, thanks Jethro for having me. And it's just a real pleasure to be here with you and your listeners. A little bit about me. I am first and foremost a pilgrim, always on a journey of learning. 
and uh, I do that lots in my own family life. I'm a wife and a mother of three. I have a 20-year-old son, an 18-year-old daughter, and a bonus baby who's five. And the big joke in our home this fall was that my two daughters started university and kindergarten on the same day. Wow. So yeah, we have a good time and I have a long mummy journey. In addition to that, uh, I love serving my school community, Willowstone Academy, as chief learning officer there. And as well, I have a charity called Nateo Africa. We do education projects in East Africa. And then finally, Learn Forward, which you mentioned, thank you, is kind of where all of my big ideas land and um, where I just really want to build a global community thinking about what's best for children and their thriving. So. That's my life in a nutshell. Well, that's great. It sounds like you've got uh, a lot going on between running a nonprofit school and doing the Learn Forward thing as well. There's definitely a lot going on and having a five-year-old, which I know is a, a busy job in and of itself since I have one as well. Really, how do you manage all of that stuff going on. That sounds like a difficult task in and of itself. Yeah, I really embrace imperfection. I'm pretty aware that everything in my life um, can have that flavor and it's okay. I think also I I just have so many great teams um, that I serve with and we all roll up our sleeves together and pitch in and do our part and that just brings such joy to my work uh, to serve with those around me who are so talented and gifted and dedicated to children. Yeah, that definitely helps having people like that around you. What are some of the the challenges that you face that, that lead to the imperfection, if you don't mind sharing some of those things? Yeah, well... For sure, you know, we're always our greatest limitation. And so my husband was just teasing me this morning, in fact, about how I like to chase squirrels and I can easily become distracted and overwhelmed even sometimes when there are lots of tasks. And so I've really had to cultivate the artfulness of being productive. And I've read a lot of leadership and self-help materials um, to really yeah, just refine those competencies as a leader. So I think that's part of it. Part of the challenge is just managing um, my own time and energy and productivity. And then secondly, of course, there's always human beings. And um, especially when you're working with children, the need is endless. Whether you have one or five or 50 or 500 the need is endless. Human need is endless. So I think that's where I like to transform that burden into um, an opportunity to really be creative and think outside the box. And and that's very um, exciting to me and challenging. You know, that uh, idea of human need being endless, that's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately in that uh, I, as a school principal, and then I also have a leadership position in my church where I spend a lot of time helping humans that are in need. And it really does feel like it is endless and that there's always somebody else who needs more and there's never enough of me to go around. What's, what's your advice to those of us who are in those kind of positions where 
you know, we feel like we're always, there's always more that we could do and we just can't do it all. And sometimes we feel like we really should be doing more. What's your advice to those of us struggling with that? How do we do what you do and, and use that to help us be creative? That sounds like a fascinating response to that problem. Yeah. Wow. That's a big question. And <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I do do that. I mean, it's like I go to Africa and it's like, oh, these children need help. So I take on this responsibility of starting a charity. Yeah. So I think I just recently read the book Essentialism. Yes. Love that And book. I think that there's some secrets around getting to the vital few and matching whatever our greatest gift is to the way in which we approach human need. And so I think that's the creative process and the iterative process, possibly even. I also think um, really super well-refined self-care is essential. When I first started um, my humanitarian work overseas, I didn't have that. And I was quite quickly buried in the weight of it and needed to really spend a lot of time, like years, refining my thinking on how I was going to be able to make this sustainable. Sustainability is a huge buzzword for me, by the way. Is this sustainable? And so that also helps um, as a criteria for how I will be a helper. Yeah. What do you mean by a refined self-care? What does that look like and how? what are some things that we can do ourselves to help us take care of ourselves better? Yeah, I do this at my school with my teachers too. I invite them to design a self-care plan each year and it's an annual practice for us. And I think that notion of design comes in here because in design, you kind of prototype things and you test them out and then you iterate on them. And so it's this never ending process. And so I like to think about designing for thriving. And for me, that's what my journeys look like. And it includes daily practices, weekly practices, monthly practices, annual practices. Um, and, I don't know how specific you want me to be, but, you know, my morning routine as an example just is a really important piece where I write each morning. I do my yoga and meditation each morning. I have coffee, a 15-minute coffee with my husband each morning. I do, and I I eat a healthy breakfast each morning. So I kind of do all of those things to set myself up for success. So it's that kind of um, work and thinking and and it doesn't all come together all at once, or at least it didn't for me. It's something that over the years I have gotten better and better at. So I would like to you to go into a little bit more detail about what sorts of things you do on your routines. And let's start with the daily routine because I've got kids that I'm trying to get ready for school in the morning and my wife is is doing most of that work, but but it always feels like mornings are rushed and and not well thought out. And school starts early in the morning, and so then I've got to get up earlier to do all those things. What are some of the things that you do to to ensure that your morning routine can be followed and doesn't get disrupted? I think that's 
that's what's always prevented me from having a good morning routine. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, I think always the success of your morning depends upon what you do to set yourself up for success the night before. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) So I am, I do go to bed quite early. Usually I'm in bed by nine 30. I am usually I've, you know, done all those things like lay out your clothes and make sure your lunch is packed and yeah, the house is tidy. So everything's kind of ready for the next day. And Jethro, please understand, this is a very imperfect thing for me, right? Because I started out talking about my pilgrimage and, and that's a, that's a journey that's imperfect. So I'm never aiming for perfection. I'm, and if I sleep in for a day because I had a really rough night or my daughter had a really rough night, I just sleep in. I just say sleep is more important than this morning routine that I'm going to do. And I get up and try again the next day. Or if I get sick for a week and it doesn't happen for a week, I just start again. And I think that's important to clarify. I'm glad you took the time to say that because we hear about morning routines and things that successful people do. And we think, well, then it must be, you know, they must do that every single day. And that's the only way to do it. And then we try it for a week and then something happens and we're like, well, I can't do that anymore. And I've I failed at that. And, you know, I think that recognizing that that's okay and that's part of it is, is totally appropriate. So I'm glad you took the time to say that, that everybody I talked to about this is like, no, this isn't a perfect science, but this is my ideal way that I would do it. If I could do it every day, this is what it would look like. Is that a fair summary? Totally. And I think too, when it happens really well, you can feel the difference. It, it's throughout the whole day, your productivity, focus, everything. And so, of course, that reinforcement over the kind of short term, well, I just am going to lay in bed for another 20 minutes. It, it reinforces, no, tomorrow, I know I need to do this again because look at how great this day went. That, I think, is really valuable. So what you do, I imagine, is dependent on each person, but there are probably some some key things that we should all be doing, like eating a healthy breakfast is always a good idea. Taking time with those that we love is a good idea. And being prepared the night before is definitely a good idea. What else is essential in that morning routine for most people, would you say? Well, I write a lot of my book about my life breakdown and, and I had a first marriage that ended. And so my heart to connect with my spouse is, is really sincere (laughs) and it comes probably from a place of um, failure and wanting to do better. And so that connection that I would recommend that 15 minute, like sit and look at your spouse and talk through the day. I would recommend that to everyone. I think it's life changing. Um, it only takes a few minutes. You can have your coffee. So you're kind of both waking up. We don't talk about big issues. We've learned that we only talk about the day's kind of tactical needs and but it, it sets us up for success because now we're on the same page and there are, are few surprises typically. And so I just would recommend that one to 
anyone who has a significant other. That sounds powerful. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about the the weekly routine. What does what goes into that and what do you do each week to help yourself have a successful week? Yeah. First of all, recommend um, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. I think that is a really great resource at this juncture. And also, my weekly routine is largely based on Getting Things Done by David Allen. And so I just have a, a big chunk of time blocked on Fridays, and that's where I really review my week. I tidy up um, all my emails, all my filing. Um, I have a really specific um, way of getting ready for the next week for my team and, you know, our communication systems and that sort of thing. I evaluate the week and then um, project and plan for the following week. So that weekly routine is really important. And there are those systems in my home as well, but um, I think the one that serves me most powerfully is my professional routine where I just have that time blocked each Friday. Cool. Can you talk a little bit about what you go through, especially for your team to help you have a productive week? Yeah. Friday is my time to put together our weekly communication. I think probably lots of your listeners are doing something like that where they're outlining the events of the school and outlining upcoming dates and, and future events and deadlines, things and get some rest. And one of the things, again, I really want to encourage everyone on my team because teachers are just doing this heroic work. They're just fantastic heroes. And I want them to leave on Friday and really go home and rest and do things outside of their school um, work so that they come back refreshed and, and thriving and can sustain that thriving. So that's all a part of it. Awesome. When you set your team up for success on these weekly reviews on Friday, what does that look like? Are you just making sure they're aware of what's coming up? Are you uh, doing something else to help them be more successful? What are you doing there? Yeah, I would say that that weekly routine isn't, it doesn't really have a substantive coaching facet that lives other places in our systems, but I think it's just more to make sure that everyone has all of the information that they need um, to be successful so that they can leave feeling ready for the following week as well. And they feel encouraged and empowered in their work. I think empowering our team of teachers in their work, that's such an empowerment. I just way underestimated that earlier in my career and they need the information. They need information to do that well. They need communication. So, yeah, it's just about managing our master calendar and making sure that everything's in their hands. And and I have not not valued that as well as I should have. As um, the years go on, I I realize that how important that is. Yeah, I think that that's something that that I'm learning myself right now. I'm in my third year at my school, and I'm seeing where my inability to communicate that those kinds of things effectively has been a hindrance. And when I have communicated things effectively, then they seem to go better. And, you know, I think that that's, that was something that I needed to hear. And I do this podcast very selfishly most of the time where I try to make myself better 
by the questions that I ask. And so I just really appreciate you taking the time to discuss these things because it's it's an area where I'm weak, where I want to get better. And just before winter break, I had a, a situation where my inability to communicate really hurt someone in a way that I totally could have prevented. And, you know, I don't want to do that. And that wasn't intentional, but it sure looked intentional because of how I did it. And, and that's not who I want to be. And yet that's who I am because that's what I did. And I think taking some advice from you here is really going to help me. So, so thank you very much for that. Let's talk also briefly about things that you do monthly. Is that essentially the same thing? Just making sure that you're clear and communicating about what is going on for the month or do you have a different process for the monthly practice? Yeah. Monthly is a little bit more on reflecting on how I, like what goals I achieved, what strategic objectives I moved forward that month. So it's a bit bigger picture because a longer amount of time has passed and I'm just getting ready to implement um, the 12 week year by Brian Moran this coming um, January. And I'm really excited about having the three or four main, I guess for me, it's just three, three main strategic objectives um, in front of me every day and evaluating them each week and each month. So I think those types of systems are important and we all know what schools can be like. It's a lot of tyranny of the urgent and yes, I think great tra- principles, transformative principles are really those who are able to set time aside to work on the most important and have the discipline to do that within their calendar. So I also highly recommend for those people who are like me and not maybe naturally really linear thinkers, Michael Hyatt's free to focus course. So those are, those are some resources for your listeners who may want to delve into these ideas further. Yes, absolutely. I was fortunate to be involved with Michael as he was preparing that and was able to give a few bits of feedback. I doubt he listened to anything that I said, but uh, that is definitely powerful. And I I promoted to uh, everybody on the podcast that listens to the podcast, the Best Year Ever course, which is also something that I have had great success with doing from Michael as well. He's got some really good stuff that he produces to help you be effective. Absolutely. And finally, your yearly practice. What do you do each year to help yourself be successful? I'm glad you asked that, Jethro. I know we're kind of going through the whole, all the details here, but the yearly one actually is the one that I think is the most powerful one. And my husband and I have developed over the years, starting with the very first year we were together. We call it our visioning retreat and we do it annually. It's every June ironically, because we're, we're more tied to the school calendar. So we're looking ahead mm-hmm. um, as we're tying up that one year, we're looking ahead. And that visioning retreat includes both of our personal dreams as well as our professional dreams. And we have, we have actually put together a little course and we're happy to do coaching. If, if any of your listeners are interested in how to do that, 
we have a variety of formats that we can deliver that information, but we call it nest building for parents. It's really, again, about designing for thriving. And it's quite simple. It's based on a number of questions. Um, What is our truth? What are our strengths? What is our dream? What are our rituals? And what are our practices? And it's just this invitation to really um, consider in a very intentional and in-depth way, sitting in a weekend together with no distractions, how to plan for the future. And we think about it mostly in one-year increments, although most recently we've also done some five-year planning. And we love it. It totally shapes our entire family and professional lives. Well, that sounds pretty awesome. And I'm sure that that helps you be successful in the many different areas that you are doing. I wanted to go into this because I see so many principals and hear from so many principals who are struggling and feel like they are overworked and don't have enough time to do everything. And here you are talking calmly about making sure that your life is just the way you want it and successful in the way that you want it. And you're not you know, beholden to the tyranny of the urgent and how everything is important and urgent right now. And so many times in schools, we feel like that and and we just don't need to. We can be more in control. And that's something that I've been working on myself and been paying a lot of attention to is, is not feeling like everything's an emergency. Many years ago, when I first started as an administrator, I was at an elementary school that was had a lot of difficult situations. And when I got there, Everybody that I talked to said, you're going to have kids lining up outside your door after every recess. And I said, "Uh, no, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not going to have big lines of kids missing out on their education because of something that happened at recess. And then we had kids that started running out of their classrooms. And I said, I am not going to run after any child ever. That is just not what I'm going to do. And when I made those decisions... That was the first step in getting out of that crisis all the time. And I got to tell you, it's been amazing to not have to worry about those things. That doesn't mean that I didn't struggle with those things, but those were important stakes in the ground that I put that I knew needed to needed to happen. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about these things. I think they're very valuable and you've got a lot of experience with it and You're doing three big things at least, plus whatever else is going on in your life. So you're being successful at it. And I think that that's really powerful. So thank you so much for sharing that. Anything else you want to add about those practices or processes? No, just I really welcome all of your listeners to connect with me on social media or by email or however. Um, And I would love to hear what's working for you and exchange ideas and really. Um, just keep the conversation going. Yes, I think that is a great idea. I have links to your social media and your website in the show notes page at transformativeprinciple.org, as well as links to all the books that you talked about and Michael Hyatt's Free to Focus course, which I think would also be a a wise thing to participate in. I just really appreciate your time today and and thank you so much. Would you like to say your Uh, social media accounts so that people can uh, be sure to follow you if they aren't able to visit the show notes page right now? Yeah, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, 
LinkedIn, and of course, Facebook. Um, it's usually learn underscore forward. Um, but if you search learn forward, you'll, you'll usually find me, I think. So yeah, I look forward to chatting with you and your listeners going forward. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being Oh, I forgot my last question. I got so excited. Where should we start? Oh. <laughs> Karen, where where do we start? What should we do today to be a transformative principal like you are? Wow. Um, I recently read that book, Essentialism, and in it, he talks about a coach who has a philosophy called win. What's important now? And I'm not sure I can answer that question for all of your listeners, but I do think it's a really powerful question to ask, like, what's important now? And I always like to think there's always one nugget that I can take away and implement and really try and use to serve my um, work in in the near-term future. And I just kind of believe in the serendipity of Whoever's listening to this, whenever they're listening, there's some nugget that is resonating and asking that question, what's important now, is maybe a really helpful next step in helping each listener define what works for them. And I encourage you all to um, continue to design for thriving. Awesome. I think that is great advice. Uh, Karen, thank you so much for being a part of Transformative Principle. Thank you, Jethro, and um, my best wishes to you and all of your listeners. That was a great interview with Karine. I hope you will take a minute to go to her website, learnforward.ca, and get to know her and what she's doing a little bit more. Really powerful stuff that I'm excited to know more about so that I can start applying that more in my life. I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. It means a lot to me. And if you would take a moment to leave a review in iTunes, that would be fantastic. I'd really appreciate that. That helps others learn about it more. And if you could take a minute to share this, I would love that as well. So have a great day and thank you for being a part of the Transformative Principle. Transformative Principle is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators by educators. Visit edupodcastnetwork.com for more great podcasts. Do you want to simplify your school's technology? Save teachers time? Improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.